Hey y'all, it's Jana. This week's episode and next week's are both going to be on church hurt. That is a hard topic. But I'm going to tell you what, we put it out there and the DMs came flooding in. And there's a lot of hurt and a lot of we're praying for you because that's a hard topic. And just know, we know that we are not experts. We are not even experts on being hurt by the church. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, and know at the end, our heart is for the church. Our heart is for people knowing and loving Jesus and having a body of believers that you can be surrounded by. By no means is this a church bashing. It's more of a let's talk through some hurts and let's talk about that we can relate to each other and you're not alone and maybe how do we come out on the other side still loving the church as Jesus intended. So we have a special guest on this episode, um, a little guest speaker, so we feel very official. Um, And then we'll be back next week with more of your hurts and get right back into it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Donna. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I am so good. <laughs> Why are you so good? <laughs> We're moving. Okay. Really this airs, you will be we in will. the thick of moving. We will be. We will be probably uh, figuring out what to do with all the things that have been in storage and trying to um, get through all of the boxes and... So yeah, we will be, when this, when this goes live, we will be doing it, moving into the house that we have been waiting for. Can you that believe That is mind, no, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Mari, can you believe it? Uh, I, can't, I cannot. <laughs> so I cannot. This is whenever you find out that you are the father and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> are y'all wondering, what are we talking about? We have said this is like a Mari Povich episode. Like you said you were moving, but that was a lie. <laughs> so, you said the end of August. That, that was a lie. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. But your house looks so good. We're super excited. So they're doing the last kind of things right now um, in the next few days as we're waiting to move, um, putting some insulation in, some some kind of behind the scenes stuff, but also just kind of finishing, I know, it's important, finishing touches and uh, just putting everything back where it goes, like closet doors and bedroom doors and all that. Has, they all have to be rehung from all the fresh paint. And I know that it's painful and it's been an extra month, but mm-hmm. what they've done and mm-hmm. the gift that they've given is, oh gosh, it's a month is nothing mm-hmm. compared to the years that y'all will live there and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So for sure. And as Eli loves to say, we fancy. Y'all fancy <laughs> now. Y'all fancy. <laughs> when I met Eli in person, he, we were sitting together at dinner beside each other. First and, of all, in the Mexican restaurant that yeah. is like one of the few places to eat in Lisbon that yeah. it was good it was, it was good, good. that's my white my white cheese dip um, <laughs> and then he looked at me and he was like you're fancy and I said Eli this shirt I have on is from Target and these pants are from Old Navy he goes like I said you're fancy <laughs> so that's why I was like that's what my kids say and Will says like you fancy I'm like I'm fancy but, oh my gosh. Riley, Riley has taken to saying that he's uncultured. Uh, bless. <laughs> oh. He's had some things that have happened since we moved down here as far as like different things that he's not eaten before. And um, just this has been good for y'all. Yeah, it's been this really good. Been we, good. We like, I mean, pizza delivery, um, yeah. you know, that's life changing. You have no idea how much my kids' minds on. were blown. That they never had pizza delivered. But I do have to say, it's just funny, like kids in different areas, which it can be within the same state, apparently. Mm-hmm. But when we went back to Tuscaloosa, one time we were, um, it was like um, family of a family member. And they mm-hmm. were asking my kids, they were like asking them where they were from. And they said Austin. And then they were like, so do y'all have TV there? And my kids were like, uh. Yes. And they were like, Yeah, we fancy and Austin. They were like, Do y'all have like kangaroos? And William goes, We're from Austin, not Australia. 
Yeah, from down under. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything upside down there. And so it was just so, they were dead serious too. Uh, it's like, okay, okay. Y'all fancy. Y'all moving on up. But, oh gosh. Moving up. We're excited. So that is our big, huge news is that the next episode of All Things Good will be recorded from our new home. That is so exciting. I know. We'll have to do, maybe I can do, I'm terrible at stories, but maybe once we kind of get settled a little bit, I can do some, some Insta stories since you guys have been, um, or maybe you can just come visit and you can Insta story from my house. That too. That too. <laughs> I'm going to need you to get on it. So, oh, no, oh, no. uh, bless. I'm going to, I'm going to fly down there and we'll do it. Yes. I love it. I yeah. love it. What about you? Everything good with y'all? Everything's going good. We've got a football game tonight in College Station, which I'm hoping it happens because apparently a tropical storm is headed that way. So we shall see. Um, But everything's going good. Uh, My injections definitely helped in my hips and spine. So that's really good. Started my new medicine. It does give me a horrible headache. Like I had to take Mm -hmm. off work yesterday. Um, So I'm hoping that my body gets used to that. Mm -hmm. But I think things are looking up. I think good. so. Um, but yeah, everything's going good. Kids are going good. Um, just, I think we're now kind of in a rhythm. So good. Yay. Good. Are you still cooking all the things in your crock pot? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Last night I did taco tortellini soup and it was amazing. <gasps> and Will had said nothing. he knew I was really sick and he was like, don't, he's like, I'll pick up dinner. I was like, dinner's done, honey. Oh my goodness. It's done. It was speaking of dinner last night, I have to brag on some people in our church for just a hot minute because um, Brian and Beth Chappas, they're um, the sweetest couple in our church, and it was their anniversary yesterday, and they got married in the middle of a hurricane. I can't remember which names, um, and yeah. then there's some more significance. Um, they... they um, were here during Katrina. And so, you know, lots of, lots yeah. of damage and everything there. And so for their anniversary, they hosted a hurricane relief taco bar for dinner last night and it was so good. And all the proceeds from the dinner went to, um, hurricane relief for our That's friends amazing. in the Bahamas. I know it was really cool. I was um, very impressed with just there, you know, most people are like, it's our anniversary. We're like out of town. See you later. And they like, Serve their church family and also that's amazing. I know it was really that's, cool. Listen, that right there is mm-hmm. perfect going into what we're going into. <laughs> yeah, they are a shining example of the church <laughs> of how not to hurt people. That's right. That's right. Feed me tacos. Yeah, and call, and call me pretty. <laughs> and please, please, maybe send me some Amazon jeans. <laughs> oh gosh, For sure. Yeah, but it was good. And it that's was amazing. Fun. That's like one of the things that we have. Um, we we did Taco Tuesday a lot and all the house stuff. So that's anyway, yeah, that's it. good. I was gonna say yeah. This topic today is super light and fluffy. We're probably gonna laugh a lot. Yes. Um, I will say we put up that on Insta stories mm-hmm. and on Instagram and Facebook, and the DMs started rolling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe a lot of people didn't comment, as in like really nobody commented on the actual post. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the DMs are thick. And we have just decided as a blanket deal because we don't want to screw this up. We are not going to use any names. That's right. Um, I we think it'll be. What we should do enough. is just say that Jennifer Jensen sent in them all. <laughs> we should These just. They're all submitted by our friend JJ. It's fine. <laughs> so, she's yeah. She's got we a lot just... of issues that she's dealing with. <laughs> yeah. We should just let it, let it be hers. No. Um, she didn't send one in. So, <laughs> that's why we should just, you know, just give na- made-up names to everybody. Yes. That or super fan Deb. That's right. My mom did share one, and I was like, Mom, that's not yours. That's somebody else's. But she did share <laughs> one. <laughs> that is not your story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll share it later. <laughs> I love it. And I will oh give gosh, her the it, name because it's I, not even hers. <laughs> I know. That is so funny. Gotta love yeah. some super fan dev. Yeah, hey, nice. did you get the Avino? Did you find out if she got the Avino? Well, though we can come back to that. Yeah. But, Listen, okay. she is not, she is not right. She sent me, I, I'm, we'll get, we'll get to her on the favorites. Okay. Something she sent ended up spurring on one of the funniest Instagram messages I've ever received. Oh my so, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's nuts. We'll get to her in a minute, but 
Okay. When we started kind of talking about this topic and it's one that we've, we've thrown out several times and kind of skirted around it, I think before, um, because it is, it is a hard topic, but we kind of started doing a little research because that's what we do. Y'all we do research on our episodes and we, we started in the place that all good research starts the Googles. You thought we were going to say Bible, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) We tricked y'all. Gotcha. <laughs> so when we googled just the words church hurt there were over 181 million responses or hits no big deal, no no big deal. deal. so not not something that's been it was hard to find things to talk about <laughs> yeah we could probably make this into an episode for Maybe like a the rest season of- yes <laughs> season two on church hurt yeah um but what we also found which i thought was really interesting is that there um is a plethora of newly released books that are available on this topic. And so as we were looking through some of the kind of the results from our, our research, yeah, uh, I loved some of these titles and by loved was meaning shocked by. And so here, here are a couple that I thought were interesting. Healing your church hurt, pretty straightforward there. Wounded, yeah. wounded by God's people. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel very aggressive. I know. My favorite, ain't no hurt like church hurt. <laughs> okay, let me just say right here, let me stop before we go forward. In no way are we recommending any of these books. No, we don't know. We didn't do but, that kind of research. Yeah, that's, that's more research than we're ready to do. But we, we were fascinated by some of the titles. We've got. I do, I'm going to bet you $12 that was written by somebody in the South. I, don't, I like it. Ain't no hurt like church hurt. Yeah. <laughs> As I gotta, I'm adding that to my Amazon wish list. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get you that and put it in your stocking for you. Yeah, thank you. Oh gosh. Oh. Okay, overcoming church hurt and abuse again, pretty straightforward. And then I thought this was interesting. There's actually a 40 day devotional for overcoming hurt by the church called Renewed. Okay. So I mean, this is not just like kind of the self help. Like this 40 is days. You can 40 get- days of devotional material. Hey, I- you know vernon shelton senior is the one that wrote um ain't no hurt like a church hurt vernon shelton i'm pretty sure that's a southern name for sure for sure it's 15.99 um 15 dollars on the amazons i like it i like it okay yeah so anyway again we we have not clearly not read any of these books but we just were i was one fascinated by how many there were and two just like the titles were just kind of caught my eye so um, I think a great place to start in this conversation is to actually talk about what church church hurt is versus someone in the church hurting us, mm-hmm. because that's a, a big distinction that we need to make uh, for the sake of the church, right? I think that's the biggest thing. So when we're talking about church hurt, the actual <laughs> definition, according to Google, no, the actual, like what it is and what qualifies or what what is categorized as church hurt is an abuse of power within or by the church or church leadership yeah so that's the key component is is there is a a power a power that is displaced and abused by someone who is in an authority in the church and I will say a lot of our messages Mm -hmm. I would say Probably 60% were Mm -hmm. hurt by people in the church Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that you trusted because they're in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I would say that, I mean, maybe it's like, I'm real bad at math, maybe 75, 25. It was, it was not as much as you would think that were actually hurt by the leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and when I say, when I say leadership, I'm talking pastors, Mm -hmm. um, people. mm -hmm. Yeah. Or other, or even I would say leadership not only extends to pastors because I'm probably a little sensitive to it because I'm married, but I would say leadership also extends to like the decision. Like if you have a board of a committee, yeah, yeah, like that it extends to that as well. Because in most churches, if they're functioning in a healthy way, it's not the pastor who's making um, personnel decisions or other types of decisions, it's a committee of people that. 
I hope and pray for, for the sake of a church or that church that they are praying in a meeting, before a meeting, throughout the meeting for the Lord's discernment about yeah. how to handle issues, right? Just That's, accountability. I mean, mm-hmm, nothing, mm-hmm. no power should go unchecked. Mm-hmm. So to make sure that we were on track with this, we phoned a friend. Yep. And so we've got a little excerpt here that we want to add in for you guys to kind of help clarify some of this power and also to help lead us into this next topic that we're going to talk about. And I'm going to bet that he actually, when he researched, went to the Bible. Well, I mean, maybe. (laughs) So we'll let him take it away. Hey, y'all. Got a little surprise here because just like most things in life when I don't know exactly what it is I'm talking about or need some clarification on something I ask the Rev and so we were talking about this episode and I just asked him what he knew about church hurt and kind of explaining what it was and kind of giving him the definition that we were working from and he had some interesting insight into how the distribution of power plays out and like how how that influences or impacts um relationships in from a leadership perspective so I ask him to give a little bit of explanation about that all right so uh, church herd is not a term we talk a lot about in seminary but it's a, a topic we we deal with and the first thing that comes to mind that they uh, really stressed on us uh, in our pastoral care classes and, and things like that was the term of fiduciary responsibility and, and that's when it comes to um, dealing with an abuse of power in a situation. So that big fancy word basically refers to when there's an uneven balance of power in a relationship or where there's one person uh, in authority over the other, whether that's a good way to term it in a pastoral sense or a church leadership sense or not. But the the idea is that um, one uh, fiduciary responsibility is the responsibility that the one person in the relationship has the responsibility of acting completely on the other person's behalf. Uh, And so you would have this kind of relationship in a parent and child relationship and a pastor and parishioner relationship, uh, not necessarily in a husband and wife uh, because that should be more equal. Um, But when there's an employer and an employee situation, things like that, uh, the one in power or over the other, if you will, uh, has a fiduciary responsibility to act on the other's behalf. So um, when an abuse of power uh, is used like that in that situation is what I typically think of as legitimate church hurt. So I think of even in situations, um, say a pastor is approached by uh, a parishioner um, even if the prisoner, um, say, uh, does all even by the... approached, you mean like approached. Approached, correct, <laughs> is what I'm talking about. Um, not that that's ever happened to me. Right, right. Or, or would it? But um, if that were to happen, so say someone were to come to me and uh, flirt uh, would be how things would get started typically in the scenarios that are that you see in the news um, but but it escalates and even if it's initiated by the the parishioner even if um, about to go down y'all <laughs> certainly consensual and, and uh, even in that most uh, what some people would see as an innocent situation uh, what we in church leadership especially pastors have to be aware of is that even in those situations we have a fiduciary responsibility so all the responsibility for that falls on us because we're in a position of spiritual leadership uh, whether that's emotional or spiritual or, or however that feels like to the parishioner because we are supposedly in a position of uh, if you will, moral authority, then we are the ones responsible for making sure that doesn't happen. So we can't get in that situation and then say, well, she 
did all the initiating. She was consensual. It was her idea. It still would be my mm -hmm. fault 100% because of that relationship. Okay. That's... And, yeah, that's super helpful in terms of understanding kind of where the balance of power is and and hopefully how those in leadership view that. I know that's not always the case, but I think, you know, understanding, I guess, your training <laughs> and what, what you've been taught and what you know hopefully is right and wrong, not only from what you've been taught, but hopefully as, you know, just discerning the Holy Spirit and knowing, I mean, basically just right from wrong. But... Like, give an example as we were talking, the other thing that we kind of were talking about that I thought was so interesting was a lot of times I think people confuse the role of the church, the appropriate role of the church in calling out, like, for instance, sin in someone's life with church hurt. And I loved the way that you kind of explained that. Would you, like, kind of explain what you said and then also maybe give an example of, of a situation that people would misconstrue as church art, but that's actually just the church doing its job. Sure. Uh, well, I don't know if it'd be misconstrued. I guess it could still technically uh, be church hurt because you got your yeah. feelings hurt by the Someone church or church. those in the leadership positions in the church. Sure. But, uh, in that case, uh, yeah, it's not always necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes if the church is doing exactly what it's been called to do, it's going to hurt somebody's feelings from time to time if uh, someone comes to me or, or if I come to them and I'm aware of a, an inappropriate relationship, say a, a husband and I know is being unfaithful to his wife, um, there would be my responsibility to, to approach him or if he came to me and confessed. Either way, um, that's not something the church should ever condone or, or uh, if we were, we would be uh, failing in our areas of responsibility. Now, obviously, there's loving ways to, to go about calling out sin, <laughs> sure. and there's hateful ways and abusive ways to go about calling out sin. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's a fine line. Uh, church hurt uh, in that area, I think, um, what do we call it? Tough love with our children, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes we have to hurt our children's feelings when we see that they're doing wrong and they don't like it at first. And um, yeah, just getting your feelings hurt by a church, I guess it's technically church hurt, but there, there's a situation where church hurt is a good and necessary thing. It may not feel very good in the moment, but it is definitely well, necessary for well it's hurt that's what they call it church hurt thanks for sharing your wisdom you're the best mm. that was a good word and i it, think he explained that way better than we could well of course that's <laughs> why we found a friend right i mean he went to seminary so whenever you can say words like well in seminary because that's yeah. not words i can say and what was Without that? Lying. The the fiduciary fiduciary fiduciary. fiduciary. I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought that was a bank. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up. I got. Would you like me to tell you the definition? Even though he basically did <laughs> involving trust, especially with regard to the relationship between a trustee and beneficiary, which I'm pretty sure he told us exactly as we needed to hear it in layman's terms. But yes. just in case you still thought it was a bank, there you go. <laughs> He's so good at that. I love how he breaks it down. That is that is definitely one of his his. I bet he's a good pastor. <laughs> I mean, it does sound like he's prepared for temptation too. Did you notice that? I, was like, yeah. I mean, if someone would were to, I was like, do we, do I have an issue here? Do we need to fight? <laughs> but you got to put yourself, I mean, you know, and I think that's where you just have to always be careful. And especially when you're in a place like mm -hmm. that is who the devil is going to go after. For sure. For I mean, sure. Well, and I would say not target. Yes, I would say pastors, but also I, that extends to, and I'm going to say families, but also their inner circles, the people that are closest yeah. to them, that some may be mentors to pastor pastors or um, like accountability groups to a pastor. Um, those are the people that if you can break those down, you have a better chance of, you know, getting to, um, getting to your pastor and, yeah. and 
yeah, putting them in infiltrating, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're, they're taking down the front lines to get to yeah. the thing there. Sounds, sounds this painful. Serious uh, spiritual warfare. But I loved what he said at the very the the second part of it was, and this is something that doesn't feel good. Let's be honest, right? We don't like it when somebody says, "Hey, I see what you're doing, and it's sin." Yeah, so that's mm. not my favorite. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I will say. I tried to be this for a friend mm-hmm. and I lost that friendship mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I kind of envisioned like I was going to be the one when they got through this hard time that they were going to be able to look at and be like, you called me out on it, but you loved me anyways. Mm-hmm. They didn't really go that way. No. I'm just no. going to let you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I think that is because of pride, right? Yes. Yeah. Because and, and that to me, when I think about church hurt, there's so many so many parts of it that are influenced by pride. Usually pride is a factor or maybe even the cause yeah. of the hurt in the beginning, but it is always going to be a stumbling block for reconciliation and repair and 100%. moving forward. And I will say the ones that y'all <laughs> sent in were not in regards to pride. Like this is, mm-hmm. don't think that we read some of these and this is us trying to no, no, tap no. you on the shoulder. This is just another way to look at, because I'm going to get, I don't think those people send in things because they know, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been called out on things before and mm-hmm. I really struggle with constructive mm-hmm. criticism mm-hmm. as well would like to call it. I would like to call it hatefulness, um, but <laughs> I really I don't like your aggression. No, my behavior. <laughs> no, no. I'm very, very sensitive. Ask super fan Deb. She could not understand how I grew up in that home sensitive, <laughs> um, but I just am very sensitive and Whenever I feel shame, because mm-hmm. here's the deal, I probably know what I'm doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. When I feel shame, I tend to lash out. Mm-hmm. I tend to shut down. I will mm-hmm. definitely shut you out. Withdraw. Um, until I am that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's hard for me. It's like when you're a kid and you, or you have a kid and you're like, just say you're sorry. And they refuse to say they're sorry. Mm-hmm. You're like, you just say you're sorry. We can move past this. But um I think pride is mm. just, it is, it's a deadly sin. I it mean. is. It really is. And it's, it's also very subtle sometimes. Oh uh, yeah. Like you don't, you don't see it. It's not yeah. like out there in your face, like a lot of sins, like it's in your heart and you, other people may not see it and you may not even realize that's what it is, but it can mm-hmm. definitely be, um, like I well, said, you can confuse confidence for mm-hmm. pride mm-hmm. and, um, you can, I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. if you're not in the word, you can confuse the devil's voice for God's for sure feeling that way. Like, yeah, you should feel that way. You Mm -hmm. know, like, don't, don't you apologize. You didn't do anything wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. but if you, you know, line it up with God's word, you can, you're, you can be a little more discerning. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that I read, I loved this. It was like kind of a checkpoint when, when thinking about how to handle a situation, whether you're the one that's been wronged or you're trying to help move past the wrong and, and toward reconciliation is to ask yourself before you speak or before you act, will this lift Jesus higher or lift me higher? And I was like, well, good grief. I should be asking myself that about everything that I do. Right. Yeah. I probably won't say much. <laughs> You're like, good point. Maybe Will's going to ask me, Will's going to listen to this like he does. And then he's going to ask me, will that lift Jesus higher or you? Higher? Yeah. I'm like, you want to get lifted higher before I drop kick you? And so, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he asked me this We morning. do not do this podcast for you guys to point out all no, the No, guys. <laughs> maybe that's your prep. You think you're hearing Jesus tell you to tell me that, but that's the devil. Check yourself. And so, but this morning he asked me, you know, we had breakfast together and he was like, you know, how's your walk with God right now? I was like, that feels aggressive. (laughs) You know, I'm not, I don't get a lot of steps in every day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But you know, the thing is, and this is, I say, we'll say this too about my walk, but also with Jeff too, he, (laughs) and I'm not saying Will could, but I'm saying I ask that question of Jeff or he asked it of me because I already know the answer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure right? you asked me. <laughs> because if you're, if it's not going well, you know, the people who 
see it and feel it and experience first are the people who are closest to you. And so that is usually, you know, um, a pretty good indication of how long it's been since I've spent time in the word and in prayer and, um, yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard. Well, and I love the other thing that you said when you, when you're feeling convicted, feeling, um, you know, like know, I know that, what I'm doing is wrong. Yes. That you were saying earlier, what typically happens and you mentioned this is just like withdrawing. And I think that's what happens with church hurt and is one of the most damaging things is our tendency when we get hurt is to pull away. Yes. Right. Is to isolate ourselves is to say, well, I'm not going, I'm not going to that church anymore. I'm not going to be around that person anymore. I'm not going to be involved in that ministry anymore. And to pull pull away. And that right there is the, devil. the devil's playground. Oh my gosh. Because then he gets in our head and we're not surrounding ourselves. I just used this analogy last night with our kids in the youth group about when we, when we are coming to church in a regular fellowship, every time we come, it helps our light shine a little brighter. It's like recharging the battery to your light. Yeah. And the more you surround yourself with people who are doing the same thing and staying in fellowship, then you go out from that place with even more light because, you know, as you, as your light gets brighter and then you share it with the people next to you, the whole thing is illuminated. But instead what we have a tendency to do is pull away and isolate ourselves and sit in that hurt and stew in it and pout sometimes. And, and look, I, I'm not saying this like, again, and and we always want y'all to understand, we're not saying this is what you do. This is what we do. (laughs) We're we're saying you second person in, in, instead of saying I, yeah, Um, because it's exactly, you know, the times that I have experienced church hurt, that's exactly what I did is pulled away and, and said, I'm taking my ball and going home. (laughs) Yeah. It's rude. Yeah. But I think so often like with that too, like talking about being a light, I think that something that we have to think about is how much our pastors and their wives and when I, and I'm not talking about just your lead pastor, I'm talking about anybody that's on staff, Mm -hmm. how much they are pouring out and Mm -hmm. who's pouring into them, Mm. you know, and Mm -hmm. instead, when you look at your pastor's wife and we'll get to that, but like, (laughs) maybe they're not filling the role like you think they should, are Mm. you pouring into them? Like, you know, don't be just a part of the problem, be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe yeah. not go to them and be like, um, I don't feel like you're like super like gr- grateful. <laughs> that a good word? <laughs> I don't feel like you greet me on Sundays. Um, and I think what you're shooting for is friendly. <laughs> no, grateful, grateful. <laughs> I'm gonna make you a shirt to wear on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I don't, yeah, I don't think you're super friendly. I don't feel like you're, you know, like, yeah. Maybe welcoming be a friend. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Welcoming. Yep. Mm-hmm. Welcoming. Got it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and you know, and I look at someone like you who is traveling, you know, to work, to help provide for your family and you've got two kids and you do other things. And then, you know, on Sundays it's like, you want to be filled too, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think sometimes we can put so much emphasis on, the pastor's position that we Mm -hmm. forget they are a tool that God is using. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will say, um, one of my, I've spoke about her many times. Uh, Josette Hatley is, Mm -hmm. she is going to receive so many crowns in heaven because (laughs) she has mentored me. God bless her as much as she's good. And so, but she is just one of my most favorite people until the day I die. She could, she could honestly murder someone I know and love. And I'd probably be like, it's fine. Um, it's fine. <laughs> so, but no, she's just good as gold. And her husband, Rob, has really been a mentor to Will. And I feel the exact same way about him. Will, like, talk about Superman crush, like, adores Rob. Mm-hmm. And Rob was our, this is, I'm going to throw it back, y'all, our Sunday school teacher. <laughs> not small group, not community group, like, our Sunday school teacher, whenever Sunday schools, which, do y'all have Sunday school? We do. Mm-hmm. See, that's not a thing here anymore. Like, it's small okay. group. D group, something, something group, like, and usually they don't meet on Sundays, but this was like, we went to Sunday school and then we went into church service and I missed that. But, um, our class grew so big because Rob is a phenomenal teacher 
And I mean, I'm talking, you could just sit there for hours and listen to him. And then they, which she might call me and be like, that's not exactly, but they decided to step down as teachers because it really was like, people were starting to really seek Rob out. And Rob's like, no, like you need to be seeking God. Like, I'm not who you need to be following, you know? And so Uh our class ended up dissolving um, and they helped out with, and their kids were going into the youth and that's where they really wanted to spend their time with their kids. And mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. very much of the mentality of disciples make disciples. Like mm-hmm. if I'm just sitting here discipling the same people and you're not making disciples, then there's something, you know, wrong or whatever. But I remember in my, I was so sad and it was such a loss because you can just never recreate that magic that we had as a group. Um, but I remember admiring that so much because whenever you realize like people should not be following, like people should not be following Jeff, mm-hmm. you know, they right. need to follow God and mm-hmm. let God speak through Jeff. And I think so often we get it twisted, like for sure, not that you don't go to a church because the pastor is such a powerful speaker, mm-hmm. but make sure that what you're hearing is from God. For and sure. So I know that was a long way around, but yeah. I do think and so that- often we can get it out of whack. And we put the person on a pedestal yes. and that's when they are sure to fall. And hear me when I say Rob Hatley did not fall. Like he <laughs> is just, he's amazing. But the, mm-hmm. he, he made sure things were in alignment with God. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I respect that. And it has stuck with me because I try not to get to, I adore my pastor, adore mm-hmm. him. I adore his wife. And I always think though, like if he left, mm-hmm. like what would that look like? Because mm-hmm. I have to make sure I'm not showing up at Sunday to hear him speak. I'm showing up to hear God. Yes, for Thank sure. You. And I think it's such a great reminder too, is that not, not to put your staff, whether it's your pastor or maybe it's the music that speaks to you and you've put your music minister up on that pedestal or, or your Sunday school teacher or whatever, is that we're all, we are yeah. all sinful, yeah, broken people and we are going to you know, mess up and, and to put your, your church staff, I'm just going to blanket that, not just your, but to put people who are in those leadership positions up on a pedestal and expect them to live a life that never reflects that they're sinful and broken is unrealistic. And I mean, and I I think this is a great segue into talking about like the preacher's kid expectations. Like my kids can be complete turds y'all. Like I'm not, they they are now, but they can be turds. (laughs) I mean, they are, they, they can be, they can be disrespectful. They can, um, they can make poor decisions. They are children. Yeah. They are learning about how to make good decisions and to, to hold them to a higher standard than you would the next kid who's pastor. I mean, whose parents aren't pastors. Um, that's not fair to them. It's, it's not fair. It's not fair for us as parents to hold them to a different standard. And it's, it's, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. I'm not going to be disappointed. Well, that's not true. Um, (laughs) I'm disappointed every day. (laughs) But what I'm saying is you don't get to be disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. The disappointment comes from knowing what I have hopefully been pouring into them over the last 12 and nine years that, that they would make a better decision. It's not because, Oh gosh, well, you're a preacher's kid. You should know better. It's, Oh gosh, I have, we've been talking about this and we've been talking about making good decisions and, and you misstepped, but here's the thing. Like I expect that from them, you know? Well, right here, Proverbs 22, six, train up a child in the way he Mm. should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. (laughs) Oh, not say next week. (laughs) Yeah. That does not say today. That does not say when he is a teenager. <laughs> yeah. It's me when he's old and old could mean like 82 old, but I just think too, like, do you want your parenting mm-hmm. to be put on a showcase? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like, and I'm not asking you cause yours already is because you're a pastor's <laughs> wife, but it's like, you know, and, and we heard from a pastor's kid and it uh-huh. said misconceptions of pastor's kids and everyone uh-huh. else is right to judge us 
apparently even my pink skirt that was apparently too short for some to handle Mm -hmm. not exactly a church hurt but as a kid it isn't great to be under a microscope Mm -hmm. and I know who sent that and I can tell you as much as I can know about someone they love the Lord Mm -hmm. and they're an ex- a great example of someone that loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if I had their legs, I'd wear a two sh- short <laughs> skirt too. So, but, but I just think like, you know, they are called PKs and mm-hmm. preacher's kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, they're a preacher's kid. Like mm-hmm. it's almost a negative. Well, it's not almost, it's considered a negative connotation. One, because there's so much pressure put on them. Mm-hmm. And two, because they are just expected to be like, you know, hellions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's one or the other. You and I'll tell you, it's probably because be- they are up at the church all the time and they're not getting to hang out and play with other kids, you know, so they got to do other things. <laughs> or if so, they're making them move chairs and yes. you know, do stuff like that. <laughs> they got to rebel a little. <laughs> but, but yeah, that is, that has probably been the hardest part for me. And I, I honestly, you know, I've, I have heard that before growing up in the church, but never really understood that to the extent that I have over the last few years. And we were in youth ministry for, I don't know, eight years and had, had the boys while we were in youth ministry. And so there was not, it's different though, apparently, um, you know, your dad's a youth minister doesn't get thrown out as often as the yeah. PK or the preacher's kid or, you know, your dad's pastor, you should know better or that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't really like it when my, when, <laughs> when my parenting is on front street for everybody to see. Yeah. Like I, I like it when people have grace for the fact that I have a nine and a 12 year old. That y'all are also shepherding a body of people to where they're getting to shepherd just maybe two kids at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You want and me to I, be I, here for Wednesday night Bible study and uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and make sure my kids don't act a fool, which is it. <laughs> so I can't do both, y'all. I cannot yeah. do both. Gosh, guys. Show some grace. But no, I do. I think that, you know, that that can be hard. And I mean, and I think that speaks into that you know, just lay people, church members, mm-hmm. visitors are not the only ones that have experienced church hurt. I mean, we mm-hmm. got several from pastor's wives. Mm-hmm. All the ones you sent in were very aggressive. <laughs> no. And just because you changed your name did not change that. I knew my new account <laughs> yeah. hurt, hurt pastor's wife. Yeah. Two, three, four. At... Scorn, scorn past your wife. One, two <laughs> exclamation point. Like that was weird. And so, Oh gosh. That's funny. Um, um yeah, do you want to, were yes, any of the pastor's wives? I'm going to read ones this one. That you... This one shocked me because I don't know this person, you know this person, but I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my pastor husband was let go from a church because mm-hmm. of me getting a nose ring. Mm-hmm. There were other silly reasons given, but my nose ring was the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. The straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Or should we say the ring that broke the nose? <laughs> um, and a big family in the church didn't like it. Oh, here we go. A big family, which we can uh-huh. do that later. Uh-huh. Didn't like it. And my husband stood up for me and refused to let me take it out. Um, let's all just take a moment and uh-huh. slow clap that husband. Okay. Right. Can't clap with one hand. <laughs> and so it took, yeah, thank you. It took me a good year or more to move past that. I mm-hmm. stored up a lot of bitterness, sadness, mm-hmm. and hurt from that happening. Mm-hmm. I felt at fault for him losing his job because of something that had to do with me, but the Lord has redeemed so much of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, first of all, she would kill it as a pastor's wife in Austin. If you don't have a sleeve, what are you doing? <laughs> I will say well, my you know, that was that was part of the issue with when I got my tattoo. Yeah. What? Oh, I remember this being like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been friends with you since you got your tattoo. Mm-hmm. It says steadfast. Which can we just say? One of the funniest things that I've seen. It was like the Enneagram and coffee, and it was mm-hmm. like. Um, how you like certain people get tattoos and it was like if you're a two or if you're like anybody besides a two you're gonna get your tattooed like if it's on your wrist it's gonna face you so when you read it you can see it as a reminder if you're a two it's gonna face out so whenever other people read it like it's upside down for you <laughs> yep 
if that made any sense basically her tattoo is on her inside of her wrist it says steadfast and it is for you to read not for her she's got to like break her wrist to read her tattoo because it's important for other people to read it I know what it says yeah oh I know I know y'all need to know so but so how was your tattoo received well it's it wasn't so much at the time I mean there were definitely some like um, I think some, what's the word? Like where you use like, some, some, some looks, some, yeah, some, some lips, you know, uh-huh. like the pursed lips, like, oh, uh, little you know, cat, or, I call that the cat butt lip. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit of that. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, I don't know. I don't want to, I mean, definitely wasn't all people in our church that we were serving in at the time. So let me say yeah. that, but just in general. Um, and I think that was part of Jeff's, hang up with it for so long because I had been wanting it for years and he just felt adamant that that was not something that I should do because, you know, I was a yeah. wife and, and I was like, it's not like I'm getting like a Smurf on my ankle, I, which by the way, if you have a Smurf on your ankle, I mean, calm down. I feel like you, you know that I have that. <laughs> but I mean, the the whole point of it was so that it would, and I kept telling him that I was like, do you know how many opportunities it has given me to share, you know, my story. What it means. Yes. God's steadfast love over all of my mistakes, over all of the years and how he has been so faithful to me in my wandering. Doing you and yeah. Yes. And so, um, but that, you know, it doesn't, it's not, I don't know. It it's hard because I love it, but where we live, it's it's probably not as well received. If we lived in Austin, it would not be a big deal. I will say so. My dad <laughs> has several tattoos, mm-hmm. um, and like he, I'm not gonna get into what they are, but um, <laughs> he a, he I, was, I was debating. I was debating. <laughs> I just need to have Mike on. We don't talk about Mike enough. He might be one of my favorite people in the world. Um, but, uh, like literally last night he called Anna and they were just chit chatting and Anna hung up. She goes, he's so sweet. I was like, he is so sweet. Uh, but anyway, so he's got tattoos and I know that he's very like embarrassed by them, um, Mm. because he got them when he was younger and they do not have meaning that you would want to put on display at church. Um, I mean, y'all come down. It's not like he has the middle finger, like tattooed on, you know. One of them is my mom's name in cursive. I mean, that's romantic. Nothing that's says funny. love like Debbie and cursive on your thigh. <laughs> um, and so, um, but anyways, I know his, he used it, like, he never wears shorts because they're like on his leg. And then he covers one up with a watch because they weren't meaningful, mm-hmm. you know, and they mm-hmm. don't like for him. Um, and I have never wanted a tattoo because he ended up um, getting sick from his and all that kind of, it's a long story. But okay. I also, I have freckles I mean it's gonna be like connect the dots um and Will has always wanted a tattoo always but he's like there's nothing that I cared enough about other than God to get a tattoo of and he's like but I didn't want to just get a cross or whatever um I've tried to convince him to get a barbed wire he just won't um no but is bicep yes yes Mm -hmm. and so but no I just think that it is, it's so funny because here, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you listen to happy hour with Jamie Ivy. I mean, mm-hmm. she's got like a, like a half sleeve. Mm-hmm. Her husband has like a sleeve and it's like pretty sure she has a nose ring mm-hmm. and not one part of me thinks, I bet she doesn't love Jesus, you know? <laughs> and I mean, like at all, like not one yeah. part of me. And mm-hmm. so I know that people it's like your body's a temple, but here's the thing with that. Do you eat correctly? Like, are you putting things in your body, like going through the drive through at Chick-fil-A for your waffle fries? Is mm-hmm. that, are you treating your body like a temple? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, think about what you're judging people on and like anywhere in there, does it say no nose ring, no mm-hmm. tattoo? No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're adorning your body with, you know, beautiful things. Mm-hmm. So um, that yeah. makes me very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got another one from a pastor's wife. Um, I've not had major church hurt, but being a pastor's wife, people do feel they can write the church board of elders. If I have not called them back fast enough about something they want, or if they disagree with something I've done in my own personal life, 
A few people have taken it upon themselves to tell our church board of elders without talking to me first. Maybe it's just the years under my belt as a follower of Jesus. And I'm not going to pretend that it does not sting, but I also can see that when I walk with God and I'm sensitive to his leading and his convictions, I don't need to fret over how other people feel about me. Mm. And I will say she's also right there. a preacher's kid. Mm. Like, so she's had it both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Been on both sides of that. Yeah. So it's like just the level. And I, I guarantee you, she is raising her kids to feel confident in who they are and whose they are. And not speak into, and she's reached out to me a couple of times, knowing you being a pastor's wife and, um, and apparently there's like a conference that for pastor's yes. wives, mm-hmm. I think it's like in Vegas, which I think is hilarious. Isn't, um, that, isn't that funny? The yeah. Irony. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, get it, get it girl. So, Preacher's wife's gone wild. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh gosh. Um, and then another one that we got, um, uh let's see this one is a youth pastor's wife Mm -hmm. so my husband youth pastor was let go from a church and it was handled really poorly we got a lot of these fyi um and was very hurtful nothing bad or shady happening with him but we were blindsided and the way it was handled people were reaching out asking if he had had an affair or something improper um with a student if that tells you anything Here's the two things that helped me the most. I was meeting with a friend who had been in a hard situation and had been hurt within the same church family. And someone had shared this with her. The way I respond to this situation could affect people's ability to worship God. Mm. And even though we were wronged, that church and the people in it were still doing great things for God's kingdom. And -hmm. people were coming to know Jesus because of them. I know that's probably not always the case for everyone who'd been hurt by the church. But in our case, it was true. They did not handle things well. They had a track record of showing that as we found out. And as more people reached out to it and as, and as more people reached out to us, but we were all broken, sinful people. That doesn't make us ineffective in God's kingdom. That perspective allowed me to bless and release. Uh, can we get that on us? Yes. (laughs) What happened wasn't okay. That didn't change, but it Mm -hmm. did allow me to move forward. And mostly not hold on to bitterness. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we could, we would go back, but it does mean I can celebrate all they are doing in the kingdom of God, which we're going to get back to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Their church of their, their hurt of me and my husband doesn't, does not negate their work and their value in God's kingdom any more than my sin devalues me. Okay. Mic drop. Yeah. So let me read that again. Their hurt of me and my husband does not negate their work and value and their value in God's kingdom any more than my sin devalues me. Good. I also realized, realized that it may never be fully made right. They may never think the way it was handled was wrong. And that's okay too. We've said our peace and we've grieved and we've given it to the Lord. And it is his job to change hearts and bring restoration. And I can forgive even if circumstances haven't or don't change. It's my job to keep serving the Lord where he plants us. Not question why or place blame. Some days we're better at it than others. Mm-hmm. That gives me chills. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that right there practice. is such a mature, and that shows that someone is in the word. Mm-hmm. Walk him. Mm-hmm. Because you're able to separate what Jesus is doing from the broken people that hurt you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so, sure. I mean, and I think, I think that is probably the hardest part of this whole conversation is getting to a place where you can do that. Yeah. Is to realize that, that you can't, that you can't leave the church. And I'm not saying leave. We're not talking about leaving first Baptist make made up town. We're talking about, yeah, maybe I should the church that felt. Yeah. You can't, you can't give up on church because a church hurt you. Yeah. Right. Because that's, again, we talked about that earlier, just like that's where the devil place in your mind, in your heart. Well, then you're spreading that hate to other people Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. what's your natural thing to do is then to maybe share with someone what that church did to you. Oh, of course. And then that's going to spread and then they're Mm going to, and then somehow that's going to all get twisted along Mm -hmm. the way. And that's not what you intended. You spoke out of hurt and that's not to say you don't find a group of people. Like she found a friend that could speak truth into her 
mm-hmm. and acknowledge what they did is wrong. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I've been through this and I'm on the other side. And let me tell you what's worked or let me tell you what didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Will has told me multiple times because whenever someone has hurt me, like my natural inclination, this is not pretty guys. <laughs> um, but I'm not a pastor's wife, so I can do it. No, but, <laughs> This is not pretty, but like my natural inclination would be to call Laura and be like, listen what so-and-so did to me, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe mm-hmm. taint her opinion on that person. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm, listen, it's gross. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be honest, <laughs> but Will has told me, he's like, don't do that because he loves me, but because let people figure it out for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's not to say like, if you know that somebody in a place of power or something is doing something right, wrong, illegal, yeah, yeah. horrible, mm-hmm. like abuse, but if it's like they did something that was catty or hurtful to you and it was mm-hmm. direct, like let them figure it out because you know mm-hmm. what's so much sweeter is whenever you're not then labeled the gossip or the one that's spreading the thing. Cause people kind of start to view you the same way. Maybe you're viewing them, you know, like that person. So he's like, just let them figure it out for themselves. And mm-hmm. he said, that's mm-hmm. much sweeter to sit back, you know, and mm-hmm. not that that's in relation to what she, you know, her deal, but she didn't go around and say, look what they did. This was wrong. This was wrong, you know, and she was able to appreciate what they're doing for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they might need some HR work, but. I, <laughs> that is such, um, I'm going to say spiritual maturity, but also just personal mature maturity yeah. too, to get to that point. And I love, I love that she shared that with us and was able to um, articulate that so well, so well. well and uh, I think that this will be good to stop this episode here. Let's do our uh-huh. favorites. Mm-hmm. So then we can get into the real juicy one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so for next week, so we y'all come back about <laughs> all the other ones that we got. And so I feel like we covered preacher's wives, preacher's kids, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, we heard from the Rev. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more. We have a ton of ones that are related to kids, some that mm-hmm. are related to speaking up and maybe being shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll share our own experiences too. Exactly. Like, that kind of brought us to this place of conversation about it. So yeah, exactly. So, so come back know. y'all. It's not over. It's not, <laughs> it's going to get even better. <laughs> yeah. So what are you loving? What's your favorite thing this week? Okay. I, um, got influenced by <laughs> which is not shocking by miss kelly stamps on instagram who mm-hmm. i absolutely adore and um she had shared last year uh, about this walmart coat so she lives in bentonville arkansas which is you know like the home of walmart and so she gets to go and really kind of see behind the scenes and maybe gets heads up on things and her walmart has way better stuff than walmart my walmart <laughs> but a lot of the stuff that she shares is linked online and um Last year, she had shared this coat. It was like $25, something like that. And it sold out. And it was Mm -hmm. like the Walmart coat. It was super popular. Just kind of a puffer coat. Mm -hmm. Um, Cute. Yeah, well, that was last. So last year. So I decided she posted this year the new Mm -hmm. Walmart coat. And then Mm -hmm. she posted one with fur. And so I like texted her or messaged her. And I was like, got it. I I decided not to beat around the bush, even though it's 98 degrees here. (laughs) um shipped in two days y'all it is the nicest coat and I have like a Michael Kors coat that's similar Mm -hmm. that has like a rip in it so Mm -hmm. it's that's why I needed a new coat and um it is so nice it's so pretty Mm. it's not like overly like oh my gosh like I'm sweating to death um but the thing is true to size maybe even runs a little bit big which I like because you're going to be putting it over like sweaters or whatever um, and we'll share a link. And I actually asked her for her affiliate link because she deserves all the credit because I was influenced <laughs> by her. Um, yeah. So and she's, she's so sweet. Like she's, you know, just super sweet. And, um, but so funny story from the coat and I got black and it's got like kind of like a tan fur, but they have several other colors. Um, and I know several of you have already bought it now. Uh, but so I shared it. And I said in my post on Instagram stories on my personal page, I was like, um, I decided not to sleep on this coat like I did last year, meaning I decided not to wait and not buy it. And then it sold out. So my mom, super fan Deb, which because of this, 
I never wanted to lose this next deal I'm going to share. I decided to make a highlight deal on my Instagram. So you can go to my mom bubble um, to read this. Uh, But so my mom replied, why didn't you sleep on it? I thought down, down was super comfortable because it's like a down coat. Um, Oh dear Lord. I'm like, mom, that's not what I meant. I meant sleep, like not buy. (laughs) Oh, okay. Cause I was thinking down, like down, um, like comforters are so comfortable. Oh gosh. And so I shared, I was like, God, (laughs) Lord, thank you for my mother. And so a girl is the tar button fam. I asked her before I posted it, if I could share it. And she's like, yes, she was like, our moms would make good friends. And she sent me a picture. They were out of town. Her and her family were out of town, her husband, daughter and stuff. And their dog was at the kennel and they needed her mom to go get the dog out of the kennel. So, you know, cause I don't, I guess they weren't going to be back in time. So the mom goes to get the dog and she's going to drop it off at their house for them. So when they get home, their dog will be there. <laughs> so the mom goes to the kennel, gets the dog, drops it off at their house. They come home. It is not their dog. Their dog is a girl. <gasps> it's a boy dog. Their dog is like a Westie and this is uh, like a Maltese. Uh-uh. It's just sitting in their house. It is not <laughs> even their dog. <laughs> They are like crying, laughing, like who the heck dog is this? Her mom went to the wrong kennel and got the wrong dog, which first of all, several people were like, how does that even happen? I'm like, I don't know. But when you have a mom like I have, and apparently a mom like she has, they can do anything they set their mind to. Like my mom could easily go into the kennel and convince somebody that she needs to get Maggie and Maggie is a boy, you know, like. Yes amazing you just need to go look at the story because that is my other favorite thing that is literally and she sent a picture of the two dogs they're both white and kind of small that is literally the only common deal well and they're Um, different genders they're different well that's my mom goes I could see how they she'd get that mixed up I was like mom Uh, one of them has boy parts okay uh, (laughs) so oh my gosh it was so funny but the jacket is hands down like it's 39 dollars with shipping which was i believe free and tax it was 42 dollars, and it came in two days on my doorstep it is amazing even will he's like that is a real nice jacket so <laughs> i like it i like it what well about you? i have to go check it out i am although i'm not sure i feel like i'm downsizing my winter wear yeah it's not, it's not gonna be necessary for you uh, i mean i'm actually thinking like do I even, I don't know, do I even keep a coat at this point? I'm feeling like a sweater, maybe. Yeah. Probably about yeah. as much long as Long sleeve wearing. t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get some long pants and a long sleeve t-shirt. I should yeah. be good for the winter down here. Oh my gosh. Jeff told me one time it snowed in Pasquagula. I was like, I don't believe you. You're making, making stuff up. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. So my thing is, uh, I'm kind of embarrassed because it's kind of like... It's fine. This is a safe place. You're a preacher's (laughs) wife. We judge you already. (laughs) It's the podcast, Joe Exotic podcast. (laughs) Have you been listening to it? I listened to the first episode and I ended up deleting it because (laughs) I was like, this is weird. But... It is weird. But then I listened to you telling me that it was really good. And then I was listening to that other podcast that I listened to that like rates podcast. And they were talking about how good it is. I was like, well, I got to redownload it. (laughs) So yeah, it's like one of those that is so So bizarre. (laughs) So bizarre. Yes. First of all. And so not like anything else in my podcast feed. Yeah, well, you know, you got to mix it up. Um, it is, is it Over My Dead Body? Yes, it is. Is that what it is. Yeah, it's from um, from that series. And I guess it's episode three, Season maybe? two. Season, Season two. two. Season two. So it is, if you haven't listened to it and you are looking for a new true crime-ish. There's Everybody's so much of it. It's really good. It's sensational. That's what I think it is. It's so interesting. It's like, is this really happening? How is, how does it get to this point? And I don't want to give any spoilers in case you do listen to it, but it is, it is one of the first things that I listen to. One of the first podcasts when it uploads that I will go and listen to, because I'm like, there's no way this really happened in real life. This is, this is make believe, but it is. Yeah, that's for, real. that's for real. So Joe Exotic is my my 
my thing this week. And I think this week might be the last episode. Okay. Well, I, I think yeah. there's only six episodes and I think this was, this is it. So, um, you should be able to, by the time this, this, our podcast airs, you should be able to listen to, to all the whole season, which is nice. the whole, yeah. Binge it well, out. we'll binge it out and, um, just get ready for your jaw to drop and be like, <laughs> what? Is he, they, played, they played clips on this one deal when they were reviewing it uh-huh. and they were like, all this is real. These people are real. Like, <laughs> this is real. I feel like you're watching an episode of the people's court. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty actors. excited. And they played some of the people's voices and I was like, yes. okay. Well, okay. Here's the other thing. And this always happens. To, well, I don't want to say always, but if it's a really good podcast, this always, I always end up doing a deep dive on the internet. So oh. I have to go find pictures and I have to go. There's yeah. several mentions of a YouTube channel. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to leave that right there for you. Do the faces match what you would think he would look oh, like? Oh, 100, Hundo P as our friends <laughs> over on the podcast. Yeah. Hundo P. P. The <laughs> podcast coming in strong. I say so many things from them, but I'm like. <laughs> I wonder if people think that either I think I'm like a teenager, like Cassie Aggressi might have been the greatest gift they gave. Oh, that love dumpster that one. fire. Yes. So, dumpster fire is also one. canoe. That's a, sorry. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I should have warned. Whoopsies. <laughs> yeah. We're talking Can about church hurts. Borrow some uh, entity or some. Yeah. Uh, yeah bleeps. Some bleeps. bleeps from, yeah. from Fox. But yeah, yeah um, they, it is exactly. Okay what I created in my head and when I pulled it up, I was like, yes. Yes. So the descriptions are spot on. It is, it is sensational is the, the word. Okay. mm -hmm. I'm excited. Okay. Joe exotic. Joe exotic. But I'm pretty sure you could just put that in, but yeah, over my dead body is like the, the, mm -hmm. the, yes. Kind of like how serial or whatever Mm -hmm. had different episode seasons. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's do this again. Okay, we'll finish. We'll finish this up next week. Sounds good. All okay. right. Yeah. I'll take a deep breath. That's Bye. right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This is so hard. I don't even know if we'll be able to completely articulate all of the emotions and the feelings and really just the pain that we read in many of the messages that we received, but thank you so much for sharing your hearts. Those of you that sent in comments or stories, experiences that you've had with Church Hurt, and we're not finished. We're going to finish this conversation next week. So jump back in with us next week and pull up a chair as we do part two of this conversation about Church Hurt. It has definitely resonated with you guys and as an an important topic in our lives, in our churches, in our fellowships. And so we want to not cut it short and try to cram it all into one episode. So come back with us next week. Be sure that if you shop any of the fun things that we ever suggest to you that you use our affiliate links. So those are located with each episode on our podcast webpage at allthingsgoodpodcast.com. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for always contributing. Thanks for being a part of this. We are just thrilled to be able to do this every week and so thankful to have this community and be a part of it. Have a great week, y'all. Settle down, girls.